0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on
1: WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 5th of February, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And it's been a busy week on the Internet. Um, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. Um, you know, the, 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 the first thing that's up, Dave, and, and everyone's talking about this uh, uh, in, in SEO circles now, is there's clearly something going on with Google. Um there's an algo shift that's taken place over the last 48 hours and uh people are, you know, throwing words like penguin, panda um the Ma's weather report says it's 90 degrees outside which means it's awfully hot which means there's they're perceiving something's going on. What do you think?
2: It definitely is. there is definitely definitely something going on.
1: Um I I've, I've done,
2: you know, of course some spot checking when I read about it. Um, had noticed something you know you and I and, and probably all of our listeners, you just regularly check certain things right? just to to know where they 're at, even if it 's just mm-hmm. when you 're looking up where a client is that day um, we 've definitely seen some fluctuations. I started noticing them yesterday, but unfortunately for me, yesterday, I was sort of head down working on a site <laughs> from a from a dev side, um, so i didn 't get a chance to dig too much. I was just looking in, in a little spot, so i 'd seen a couple instances of it, nothing to to really. Um, shake any leaves. Heard about it this morning. That, that other people had noticed the same. Ran some more thorough checks, you know, deeper checks on a, on a wider array of terms. Um, there's definitely something going on. Um, I do think from this one, just uh, this is opinion, and I, I'd love to hear your uh, your take on this. Um, I think we're looking at a, a pendulum environment right now, from what we're seeing right now, and that does seem to be supported by uh, what they're calling over at Search Engine Roundtable. An article I was reading there, where it seems to have shifted shifted in another direction not back to where it was but kind of shifted back you know to a completely different set um and i have a hunch you know in some cases i'm seeing some some good and and when i say improvement i don't just mean for clients i mean good improvement in in the actual search results my ability to collect data quickly um but i'm also seeing cases where there are sites being beaten by sites they shouldn't and sites going down that shouldn't be below other sites that are up and where I'm not confident that we're seeing the end and that this is is where their stable state is going to be. There definitely is something going on.
1: Okay. Um, I I, I love what you said at the very end. Um, When you see these kind of fluctuations happening at Google, one of two things is happening. Um, The first is they didn't... Google themselves didn't like the composition of search results, and they're trying to tweak with how... That initial page that you come to looks, and when they do that, that has a huge effect on orga- on the way the organic results are constituted, and we might be seeing that. But I, 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 that's that's one thing that happens when you see a lot of flux like this. But I think Dave, you're right on the. Uh, it's it's actually another thing that's happening. Um, Google has had a year and a half of constantly upgrading the two or two of the core pillars of its algorithm. The one that deals with uh, the meaning of content that was called Panda and the one that deals with the value of links which is an incredibly complicated subject when you think about it given how the value assigned to any given page can change so quickly with with changes to pages around it. Mm-hmm. and we know there's been a great deal of change because that's what Penguin was all about was re-evaluating how Google values links from one page to another which means Google is really evaluating those pages right Um, after a year and a half you have to come to some settling time and that's what it's felt like since like November or December um, mm-hmm. we've been, we've not seen any major Penguin or Panda updates in the, in the, in the last few months. Um, we've been told by Google not to expect any major updates. So what I think we're seeing is tweaks happening to the result sets that have been created by Panda and Penguin, and those tweaks will take three or four days to work through. That that would happen.
2: One one other thing that I, I have to be thinking about in the back of my head. I'm sure you remember when they announced that Penguin was being folded in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wouldn't hear any more Penguin updates, um, or I'm sorry, Panda updates, because it was being rolled into the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, memory serves. It was about two months later we had another announced uh, Panda update. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> we know that obviously didn't go well. Um, could what we be seeing here is an effort on Google's part to roll them in um, and, and make them a, a component of the the sort of rolling algorithm, um, which is obviously going to cause some hiccups, right? Like you're taking two massive sort of subsets of the algorithm and, and now you're trying to, to roll it into into the main algorithm. You know, it, it might sound easy, but it, it's, you know, it, it takes a lot of doctors of computer science to figure out how to do that and it's not going to go without, without issues. Um, so we, we may be seeing something like that. I find it interesting that it's coming on the heels of – um, a find that Alex Graves had made over on DaveNaylor.co.uk, um, co. uk. So Dave mm-hmm. Naylor, you know, a re- respectable guy. Um, he had published an article on the weekend um, about what they had been finding on um, some testing that was being done on mobile um, search rankings. Basically, that um, aspects of the algorithm were being developed just for mobile. So your mobile search results are gonna be different than your desktop search results. Makes mm-hmm. perfect sense to me, makes perfect sense to you, matches everything Google's been doing lately. Um, so I do find it interesting the timing that this is coming right after um, that's happening. And I, I've gotta be wondering if, if these two things are tied together, if they're trying to now tweak yeah. uh, the desktop
1: algorithm as well. Earlier in the week, weren't there warnings that Google was going to start immediately devaluing um, non-mobile-friendly sites on searches that originated from a mobile device? Yeah, and doesn't that make sense? The timing is suspect, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> one thing that, that hasn't... About this, the talk about the algo shift, you, nobody has mentioned Mobile. In the last, in, in since since I've been reading about it, uh, since early Wednesday morning, nobody has mentioned the mobile factor. So I don't know where they're getting, if they're um, getting their stats from mobile. You know what I mean, or if mobile is right. is throwing what they're perceiving what they're perceiving in in their analytics packages, right? Um, but I'll bet you that's a component.
2: No, you're, um, you're, you're
1: probably right. I mean, it, this is
2: – and it's important for us to remember when we do see these shifts back and forth and things, we might be like, oh, the sky is falling. Things are dropping here, going yes. up more than we would expect here or, or whatnot. Um, this is – it's a really, really – you and I both heard it. Jeremiah Andrick. I have quoted him before. I'll quote him again. A search engine's a really hard thing to build. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, really I, I, good for him for, for just calling it like that. Um, and so when we see these these weird fluctuations – They've got a lot that they're trying to deal with that makes sense, and it might take them a couple days of trial and error. Anybody who's worked, you know what, even on trying to troubleshoot a WordPress plugin (laughs) like that isn't working quite right. We know. There's a little trial and error, and it might take longer than you think it should to fix. Um, Can you tell what I was doing this morning? I was
1: (laughs) troubleshooting. Um, I read about what you were doing this morning. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can't upgrade it, huh? No. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's a position to be in. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it is. Um, and then figuring out what's causing it and then basically going, yeah, and there's really nothing I can do about, you know, where we, we solved about 90% of the problems. But it's like, yeah, but it's still insecure. <laughs> like, they go. I can solve about 90% of your problems, still insecure. I need to be able to solve 100% of your problems. Um, so a- anyway, um, something you else. Know, to, to, sorry, yeah.
1: There's times when you want to solve all of your clients' problems, but you just can't right for one reason or another either um in your case it's because somebody made a decision when um making the template or taking a template and modifying it in such a way that it kind of messed up doing uh uh doing updates in the future or because they got bad information or whatever but you know as an s e o you've had you you, you We've all had this problem. You've had pushback from clients uh, when, when trying to talk to them about, about their needs, right?
2: I, I have. I have had pushback from clients. Now I, I think every one of our listeners knows exactly yeah. what you're talking about right now.
1: Okay. Now, just to, to reiterate, you're in the business to help your clients because their success gets telegraphed into your success, right?
2: And, and in fact, I get paid to do that.
1: <laughs> and they might even come back for more help later if your help was if your advice was in fact true. That's the dream. <laughs> so you got a stake in giving the best possible advice, and it's it's not your fault. The conditions the conditions you came in on those those preexisted your your engagement. It's not your fault that it's like this. You're just saying it's like this, right? Right. And. Then your job is to give the best possible advice, given their situation. Exactly. And yet, you receive absurd pushback because they don't like the advice, they don't understand the advice, or contradict something they already thought, right? Correct. And those calls are maddening. <laughs> like, do you get that feeling in your stomach where your stomach just twists, there's not, like icy knives you're you're so angry. You're bawling your fists, and you can't say anything because it's your client. But it's like, dude, shut up. And do you ever get like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I'll bet a lot of our listeners
2: are sort of nodding right now, going,
1: "Yes." Well, I was um, reading a, a, a Facebook post by Alan Blyweith, um last week, and uh, I guess he had this experience, and that got me thinking. Here at Webmaster Radio. We're not just in the information and entertainment business. We're a solutions-based company. That's what we are. And so um, I I went and consulted with our our technicians, and that, of course, led me to have to consult with our teams of uh, scientists and lawyers. Um, But, you know, there was a... We came up with an idea, with a product... And it's probably gonna get patented and it might even get developed. But this is just sort of like a prototype where we're trying it out here on the webcology audience first. It's called the SEO Audit Call Background. Background Soundtrack. The SEO just- Audit Call Background Soundtrack. And um, well, I mean like again, I I I wanna warn the audience this is just a prototype, but we've um we've got the product set up, ready to roll. We're gonna do a dry run through it. Dave, um, you've, you've delivered audits before. Um, why, don't, why, why don't you play the SEO? I'm, I'm going to play the, uh, the, the pushback client, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this thing works. We'll see if we got a product for market. What do you say?
2: Sure. That's, that sounds like a great idea. So uh, I guess I'll just start where I would uh, begin okay, um, um, and in, in before you do,
1: Before you do, yeah. I just want to explain to people on the other end uh, who are listening, the idea of this product is the pushback from the client is so awful. You you just can't hear it without getting crazed. So why should you have to hear it? We have a solution, and here's how it's going to work. Dave, let's go. Okay.
2: Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Jim, for for making time to uh, chat with me today and and going over your audit.
1: Always, um, oh, Dave. I really value your advice. <laughs>
2: Um, let's start with, with taking a look through your web, through webmaster tools, a, a good place to always start, and I recommend that you look there too. Um, I noticed an inordinate number of the links pointing to pages on your website um, that are 404. So th- these links are landing at locations that no longer exist. Uh, of course, this is a, a big drain of your page ranks. So you you need to chat with your developers. But um, you but, to-
1: but 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 hold on, yo, I was I was reading this uh, blog post at Quicksprout, and um, it said that if I directed these links to the four hundred fours, I could um, you know then I could use a uh, three oh uh, a three oh um, you know uh, one of those like uh, redirecting thingies and um, get extra page rank from it. Uh
2: so a, a three O thingy is yeah a, a, you you would want to look at three O thingies um, we we refer to them as three O ones and it probably did come from a past development on your site so you're going to want to look at finding the best location for uh for the target so what was it what is it now um, and redirecting these to their new location that's that's. Some some decent advice. Um, I, I'd be interested to know more about what um, you're reading on on quick sprout before we continue. But let's let's get through this call. Um, and then I'd be interested in knowing uh, what else you're what else you're reading over there, because there's some yep. great information and there's some stuff that might be a little confusing to you. Um, but here we're, we're talking about lists. So let's let's stay on that topic. Um, I, I of course as as part of the audit had to look through your backlinks because we want to make sure, you know, heck there's an update going around right now that might be penguin related. So we wanted to look at Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no it's okay, it's okay. Don't am I spending money on that? We bought a bunch of links already. I um we're, <laughs> uh, we're on that. But uh, don't look on that. Um,
2: okay, that's that's actually maybe part of your problem. Um, my
1: problem is spending money on this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, clearly, the, the links when we were looking at them are, are setting you up for a penalty, unfortunately. And that's why I included with the audit a disavow file of those links. And, and I'm, I'm sure you spent money on them. And, and unfortunately, I hope it worked for oh, you.
1: Oh, it's okay. I disavowed them all.
2: <laughs> okay, but if you, if you actually look and I provided some spreadsheets with a breakdown of your links, you'll see there are actually still – good links that you have, some some decent natural links coming in, uh, you, you don't want to be disavowing those uh, because those are the ones that are actually giving your site um, some value at all. Um, so you need to make sure, uh, take a look through the disavow file that I had sent. That's the one you want to be using. You want to make sure that you're getting weight uh, from but the links that- There was that Matt Cut,
1: but hold it, Dave. There was that Matt Cutts video that clearly said that when you don't like your links, you disavow all of them. Uh, no,
2: that, that's, that's not quite what Matt Cutts had said. He had said that you need to disavow all the links that you don't like, not that you need to disavow all the links if you don't like some. Uh, but that's, that's okay. Just submit. You don't, don't have to worry about it. You can just submit that disavow file, and, and you, you'll be fine. You can, you can go from there. Feel free to look through the list, and you'll see which ones I'm counting as, as good and bad, and, and I'm happy to answer your questions on that. Um, but you actually have a, a bigger problem. Um, when we were looking, well, bigger, I, I don't know, let's, let's consider it a lateral, actually. Um, when I was looking through the coding and content of your site, um, I, I found that you actually have a, a large block of, of text, and this is surprising on a, on a newer developed site, um, that you actually have a, a large block of about 2,000 words of content um, that's being shifted using style sheets about 5,000 pixels to the right. So it's not actually appearing on people's monitors. Um but it's set to appear in, in Google. Um, oh my they, god, uh,
1: they did that? They actually, I, I told them I told them that I wanted that all in white text at the very bottom of the sheet. I read that back in nineteen ninety eight in Site Pro News.
2: Okay. Um well that's 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 a problem. And and you won't have read it in Site Pro <laughs> okay, News. hey Dave, Dave,
1: I think we got enough of a test in here. All right. That worked. So, so, yeah, um, you only, so you didn't actually hear my voice. You only heard, um, well, actually, I have no idea what you heard, but I'm imagining it involved kitten farts and um, wallabies <laughs> and um, barnyard animals, I'm hoping.
2: I did. It actually did this. It was an interesting thing, and it would fire through about one out of every 10 to 12 words you were saying.
1: <laughs> so you were able to keep track and, as, if you were, um, if, as if you were really paying attention. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I know. What, what,
2: what a great thing. And I hear they're actually planning on making it some meditative music at some point. You know, some different themes you can choose from. Did, did you feel
1: more relaxed during the call?
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know what? It, it kept me totally uh, not wanting to throttle anybody. It was great. Friends, here at WebmasterRadio.fm, we have developed the SEO Auto Call background soundtrack. It comes in Fire Engine, Farm Animals, Shrieking Wallaby, Jackhammer, and Kitten Farts. Yes, Kitten Farts. Uses a Skypad on or as a handy Android app. Development and patent pending. The Webmaster Radio FM SEO Call Audit background soundtrack plays the noises in your head over the voices of your errant clients. As soon as the client stops talking, the app starts working. Um, <laughs> results may vary, and I just want to assure the audience that no kittens were harmed in the making of the fighting noises. They uh, they actually seem quite relieved. <laughs> <laughs> call to order your SEO Call background soundtrack today. <laughs> We're going to be billionaires, man. We <laughs> I mean, are. I, I I look at the guys at uh, at Majestic and Raven Tools, and um, you know, I even look at Chris Jones and his French Girls app, and I think, wow, they were so smart. We're going to be just like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're at about twenty-one minutes after the starting point of this show. So, friends, we're going to have to take a break here on Webmaster Radio we're going to be back in a few moments on Webcology. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned. Back after these messages.
0: <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be back after this short break. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You know, Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and
1: Dave D. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 5th of February, 2015. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, did you... You and I have had the net neutrality debate for uh, about three, maybe four years running now, eh? Yeah! Yeah! Getting pretty close to being settled, huh? It is. It is. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't be more
2: relieved. Like, we all... The worst thing. In, in any industry, certainly in ours where we're, we're trying to remain fast and, and, and do things rapidly, um, is, is when there's a, an element of uncertainty. And so, I, you know what, I, I think everybody, regardless of what side of the debate you fall in on, is happy to know there is just a resolution because then at least you know.
1: You know. Um, unless your name is AT&T. or um, one of the large telcos you mightn't be so happy Tom Wheeler in a editorial published in Wired Magazine yesterday explained why and how the Federal Communications Commission the FCC the uh, American government body that is well oversees the operation of really the entire internet He explained how and why he will ensure net neutrality. And the way they're doing it is the most thorough way I can possibly think of. They're going Title II, and they're declaring the Internet a utility. That'll do it. Yep. Now, the, 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 the biggest argument that Wheeler makes, and it's a good one, it comes from his own personal experience. In the mid-'80s, Tom Wheeler um, was, was president of a startup company called Nabu, N-A-B-U. It was a home computer network. And they were using a box on top of your television to connect your computer to your cable and give lightning-fast broadband access over cable television lines. Lines that were owned by the cable companies, okay? Right. This is in the mid-'80s. So... The United States could have had super high speed access over cable networks in the mid eighties, before the dawn of the commercial internet. You hearing that? I'm hearing that, and I mean that's, picking... big, that's big, given that that America didn't have broadband universal or um, didn't have like fully penetrated broadband until the mid two the mid two thousands. It wasn't until 2003, 2004 that broadband had spread across the United States. But they could have had it before the dawn of the commercial internet, except for one thing. What's that, Jim? The cable cable lines were privately owned. Now, in the meantime, a guy named Steve Case was building a company called AOL. AOL used telephones, telephone lines. You remember the old squeaking modem? Yep. Those were, like, chugging along at, like, what, um, 64K?
2: Mm, If you're lucky,
1: yeah. (laughs) They were quite slow. 128-bit? They were quite (laughs) slow. Meanwhile, at the same time, the home computer network was able to deliver speeds of up to 1.5 megabits which is hundreds of times faster than AOL was able to deliver, but AOL had a massive advantage because the telephone lines had been declared utilities when they were originally installed. They were free and open for AOL and any computer user to use. The government mandated that those lines would be free and open, and that's why the Internet was able to develop. Recently, the cable companies um, have been trying to, you know, now that cable is the dominant carrier, they want to shut that down. They want to control the open line. And that's what net neutrality is all about. The web itself was able to grow because because the dominant carrier had been declared a public utility. So any signal had to be given equal priority across it. That's what the argument's been about, and the argument is almost all but settled. The FCC just has to make the recommendation. Congress has to approve the recommendation. Bob's your uncle. We have, we have net neutrality. There's only one problem with the whole plan. Tell me, Jim. Congress um, either very much doesn't understand how the Internet works, or they've been bought and paid for by the telecommunication companies, one or the other. And given the commercial internet's 25 years old, anybody anybody who's legislating around it um, and claims not to know how it works is either an idiot or a liar. Now I know it's Congress, so you can see both possibilities. Point you want to toss it? Uh, <laughs> you see the point I'm making, though, right? Like um if you've been let it, the, the the commercial internet is twenty five years old probably older i heaven knows i 've lost track mm-hmm. um that 's a quarter century or more <laughs> heaven knows I lose track of those too um like <laughs> it, it blows my mind that somebody would 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 plead ignorance over how the internet works if they 're legislating around it and it 's been around for twenty five some odd years. Right. Um, so it has to be they're lying. (laughs) It's not that they don't know how it works. It's that they refuse to admit they know how it works. Well,
2: I I, admittedly, yeah, you don't need a, I mean, if they want to say, I don't know how it works in the context that say, I don't know how the internet works. I mean, I understand all the fundamentals, (laughs) right? I've worked at a hosting company. I understand what's going on there. Uh, but there's, you know, there's parts of it that, I'm like, okay, I know that does work. Couldn't tell you how. <laughs> but but well, I know. Hey, that it but does.
1: you got you got the basics down, right?
2: <laughs> but yes, I, I would certainly know enough to understand, you know, if, if you drop me down and I had to vote on legislation, I would make a, a good educated decision based on what I know. Now, a problem or a concern I have with the legislation that's coming forward right now. And you touched on it, and this may be in this case, not my ignorance of the internet, my ignorance of this of this legislation is can you make – in the case of a, um, AOL, which, which you brought up as a great example, mm. um, it worked for them because the phone lines were utility. Right. Um, and so this is the actual cable connecting my house to the rest of the world is a utility. And they were now, making good money on that utility. And they, they sure were. Now, can I say the internet, this isn't a thing per se. It's 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 almost more an idea. It needs a thing like a phone line um, to pass through to function. So oh, can yeah. you say that the Internet itself is a utility because that just opens the door for anything that I can make that could possibly be sort of utilize the Internet, whatever, whatever mechanism I can dream up. Naturally, has to be part of the utility, even if that has an exorbitant cost for others. What if I manage to tap into the satellite networks and go? Well, it's the internet; it's a utility.
1: Oh, if you can, uh, if you can. Um, well, hold it. You mean like if your actions cause harm to others?
2: I don't even mean if they cause harm to others. I mean, what if there's a exorbitant cost for the
1: mechanisms to make my internet work? Does it um, make does it make my internet experience faster and uh 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 uh? uh are you able to sell it to me at, at a um, cost that allows you to recoup your investment? I say go for it. As long as you don't treat other signals as uh, other signals from other companies differently. But if you know if it costs me ten times as much to get your blazing fast service than it does to get my mediocre service that I'm getting now, maybe I'll spend ten times as much. That's cool. That's fine. That's an agreement I make with you. As but you just to, want to I,
2: make sure further down the pipe, it doesn't get blocked.
1: I, I want to make sure you're... that when Eddie Vedder says something on stage, it, criticizing um, a president, that it doesn't get censored before it gets to my ears. Well, Okay, yeah, that, that's a totally different... No, it's, Well, it's the same thing, though. That's also a facet of net neutrality, treating one signal differently than another signal. It's a totally legal signal. Um, that actually happened at a uh, Lottapalooza back in 2005. The internet signal had been altered um, over one network only because that network didn't like what Eddie Vedder said. Right. It I um, really worries me when stuff like that happens.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I think that worries everybody. I mean, that just covers
1: a, a, whole, a whole... And, the, and, and again, it, it was a perfectly legal comment. He wasn't, you know, advocating violence or, uh, you know calling out a specific group, although he was calling out a specific person, but when he became president, I guess he kind of asked for that kind of stuff. Well, that's... yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased about this. I think it's a step forward. I really hope that the FCC is able to declare the Internet a utility. I hope we don't have to have this uh, debate over net neutrality much longer because exactly what you said starting this uh, segment, business loves knowing what happens next. yeah, We don't like insecurity at all. Insecurity scares the bejesus out of me. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I wholeheartedly agree, regardless of which way it goes. Um, and once we know and it's, it's passing through, yeah, this is going to be a... a I, I need to know all the information to understand what, what's happening. But at the end of the day, it won't matter because it'll just be what it is. And then all I need to know is what is it and what are they guaranteeing me? There, I'm good. Now I know what I got to work with. Um, now we're speaking of free, um, free stuff here, and I know we just got a few minutes before the break. So yeah, yeah. O- over at over at Search Engine Watch, I was reading an article. Are you familiar with AdBlock Plus? I am. Yeah, I didn't know they did this, but I guess they've been doing it for a little while. But I just read about it um, today. Um, was they are taking for for those who don't know? I guess it's an extension for Chrome, <laughs> Firefox that lets you block ads. Um, however, what they also do is uh, apparently they are taking money from Google, Microsoft, and Amazon to let their ads through uh, so i 've got to wonder uh Jim what what do you think of this is it, 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 now to me, this is now false advertising. you are letting ads through however, I as a user don 't want to pay for this thing. I know my kids haven 't installed right <laughs> i 'm not paying for their ad blocking um you know, so so what do you think? Is this a, a legitimate thing? I don't blame nope. them at the corporation for trying to make money. They can't charge the user. They got to make money somehow. It is um, screwed across.
1: Well, okay. Wow. First of all, no, they don't have to make money. They didn't have to make this product. If this is a product that is designed to prevent Google or Facebook or whatever from from meeting an obligation it had made, and in a way, uh, a contract the user had made, an unwritten contract the user makes with Google or Facebook or Bing or whatever, I'm getting the service from you for free, so you're able to serve some ads to me. That's the agreement we make with Google when we use Google. Yep. Um Ad blocker comes along and says, "Yeah, but those ads are annoying and it would be a really good thing for users if we came up with something that would block them so users didn't have to be annoyed." Which I don't got a problem with either to tell you the truth. If you want to make an application that does that, fine. But don't expect to be paid for it cuz you're breaking somebody else. you're breaking the um you're breaking the funding model that makes Google work. Um. So Google comes along and says, yeah, well, uh, we'll pay you just to whitelist us because this, you know, kind of breaks our business model, eh? so we'll pay you if you'll whitelist us. I think that Adblock Plus should come to me now and say, tell you what, pay us double what Google's paying and we'll block our ads again. <laughs> <laughs> but for the people who made Adblock to expect to uh, turn a profit um, destroying somebody else's business model – when, and that, incidentally, that product runs on something that only exists because of the business model they're trying to break? Well, that, you know, I don't know, I mean, like, guys, come on. I mean, break the business model, fine. That's all funny games, but expecting to get paid for it, that's not, that's not cool.
2: I I tend to agree with you. I actually have a, a huge problem with it as a whole, as a, and, and you are too, we're doing it right now, as a content producer. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a have a huge problem with it because if I'm producing great content and I make my revenue stream from advertising on said great content, um, it, it's it's not right for a user to be able to gain what I put all my hard work into, um, but yet not see my my revenue generating aspects of it. I liken it a lot to Google um, showing and you know define whatever scam because <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that one you know in in google and, and it's showing you you know what the definition is or showing you what the weather is in advance and taking it right off that site you're destroying the revenue model and that's something oh,
1: absolutely yeah just I, I just you're dave you're so right and just because i'm defending google on one side doesn't mean that like um that i or you or anybody says what they're doing by stripping information out of people's websites and serving it to them before the people have to go to that website is cool because that's not cool either. No. Now, is AdBlock Plus like basically false advertising? Well, if they're accepting money from the major companies to allow the, those ads to be unblocked, then yeah, that's deceptive, not cool.
2: It is, but here's an interesting angle to this. Um, is the real winners out of, out of this whole thing, other than AdBlock Plus, of course, are Google Microsoft and Amazon yeah they've had to, to pony up some cash but if you were running ads on your website what three companies ads would you run right now
1: oh, probably Google Amazon or Facebook sure
2: that's right um, so it actually will turn out to be I think in some ways a win for them because if I want to monetize on my site the ads I'll show are the ones that are going to make it through the block
1: <laughs> there you go Okay, we should probably head to commercial again. We got. Uh, we'll have about fifteen minutes after coming back from commercial. Now, now, friends, we will take it as a personal affront if you go to the bathroom during these commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. We won't. We don't care. I, I have no idea. Um, you listen know, to WebCology. It's the fifth. It's the fifth of February, twenty fifteen. This is Jim from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and
0: don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on Earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. The A in all-inclusive marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com radio. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger
1: and Dave Deedle. It's the 5th of February 2015. Super Tudge from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Bean SEO. And Dave, you know what? I have said the date without messing it up four times today. 5th <laughs> of February, 2015. That's so many F's in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, well done. Pretty fine for that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Okay. Um, speaking of F-words. Uh, here's a WordPress F-word for you, FancyBox. Yeah, yeah. For, um, for- Dave, you, 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 you threw this uh, over, this public service announcement over, came out from WordFence. Um, during, what, what's up with FancyBox? Uh,
2: well, what happened? I, I received a, an email and, you know what, Jim? Hat tip to you, buddy. Credit where it's due. Uh, ages ago, you said WordFence. I use WordFence um, nice, okay. you know, as, as one of the plugins. So I was like, oh, okay, tested it. I've installed it use it a lot installed it on a number of client sites anyway they email you when it's hitting the fan (laughs) (laughs)
0: um,
2: which i also liked. i got an email from them uh for our listeners even if you don't install it even if you don't use wordpress um sign up for their newsletter handy stuff in there um anyway a a serious vulnerability has been discovered um in the fancy box plugin for wordpress um you need to get it up to the 3.0.4 um asap um, yeah, it's it's a, a pretty serious one. You'll get all sorts of I, I I from from what I've read, and I only had a, a brief chance to read it before the show. The the information on it um, it sounds akin to the uh, Rev Slider issue um, that it hit previously. Once again, as long as you keep your plugins updated, you're fine. Uh, but if you don't know to do it, uh, well, now you do.
1: <laughs> so bottom line i'm not I'm, I'm actually i'm not sure what fancy box does i tried to read up on it but got lost really quickly in in marketing speak um, right. bottom line always keep your always keep your wordpress versions and plugins updated Um and in this case if you are running fancy box upgrade immediately to three point oh point four or um or you're gonna get cooties really really badly <laughs> Or at least that's the fear. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, and you know what, credit to them. Um, and, and a lot of you know, Red Slider 2 for for theirs. And this is one of the things that's great about, you know, if you're using if you are using WordPress and you are using plugins, um, sticking to the plugins that are you know built by reputable folks. Um, you know, the the exploit was discovered yesterday, it's patched. Yeah, <laughs> right. So um, and I also appreciate that WordFence didn't announce the exploit yesterday. It got patched, and then they did. I know that's a weird one where you're like, "But I'd rather not know." It's not that I'd rather not know; I'd rather the whole world
1: didn't know. (laughs) So, ninety-nine percent tell us. Ninety-nine percent of the people who hack away at WordPress sites are script kiddies copying their um, their more grown-up hackers' uh, exploits. Yeah, and a lot of the hacks actually happen from little toolkits that are made and passed around the little hackers' dark web. So yeah, I mean, you're exactly right, and that's why they don't announce the vulnerability until there's a a, a patch ready for it. Because even though the vulnerability exists, the vast majority of the hackers don't know it. Because I mean these these guys are really they're copying and pasting, and that's how they're doing their hacks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, we probably got about ten ten to twelve minutes left in the show. Here's a here's Here's a fun one, and this almost confuses me, okay? Because okay. I thought this had already happened, but it's being reported on in Bloomberg and now at Search Engine Land. Google is going to get access to Twitter's firehose again. Maybe it's the immature five-year-old of me, but I always want to laugh at this headline. I've read it before. <laughs> Google is going to be getting access to Twitter's firehose again. Um, <laughs> when you do a tweet, you're creating a new URL which means you're basically creating a new page right, on the web, which means it's open for spidering unless somebody at Twitter says, no, we're not going to let Google spider in there. They've removed the block. Um, and Google is, at, is accessing the Twitter stream again, but didn't we do this report a few months ago?
2: Uh, not that I know of.
1: Okay, maybe it, maybe um, you know how it gets when uh, you know how it gets when you can see the future, Dave. Sometimes you get confused about <laughs> stuff you've done and stuff you haven't done yet. I,
2: I understand, and you know what? It might have been part of the stuff we were talking about in December as a time forward. Um, I think it's great, and here's what I love about this, and and for for the people who weren't seos or, or marketers back when when this was there they would show a little box it would show twitter streams i'm sure they're going to change that i loved it got to game the heck out of it and i could have fun with clients like while i was on the phone show them like and here's your search page here watch that box and actually tweet something like hey client name you know and then keyword keyword keyword
1: <laughs> oh, it would show up for the those query magic few days those yeah. magic few days back in 2007 when google made twitter wide open yeah was like, that not too much fun that was that ended very quickly. I don't. I, think, I don't think we're going back to that again. That I was don't think amazing. so either.
2: Because there were these jerks, like well, me going, "Hey, client,"
1: <laughs> right? saying hello to people on the search results. You know, enough time has passed. I think I can say this without um, without fearing a broken nose. But um, that morning, me, Dave Naylor, and Ray Hoffman. It was uh, SES Chicago was going on. And it's got to be somewhere around 9, 30, 10 in the morning, uh, the last day of the conference. The big speakers party had happened the night before, so we're, we were in our creative minds, and uh, we're sitting around at breakfast, we all had our laptops, reading that Google and Google was going to be serving live-time Twitter results. And we just all three of us looked at each other. Um, and, you know, just for the, you know, I have have a lot of love and respect for both Dave and Sugar Ray. Like I, I like these two as people. I dig the stuff they've done in the career. Um, of the three, I've always been Mr. Lily white, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and Dave has, I mean, you wouldn't confuse Dave with a Lily white hat, would you? No. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I hope I'm not calling anybody out there, but no. <laughs> but the three of us sitting at that table at the same time had exactly the same smile on our faces
0: <laughs>
1: as we all proceeded to do exactly what you did, mess with it. Yeah, just to okay. do
2: it. It was it was the first time in years that as an SEO, you could make a change and watch it happen. Uh, yeah. I, I know you remember the day like you you make a change on the site, submit it 15 minutes later, you find out how that went. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore.
1: Oh heck, we were almost back there again. Um, just a few, just just in the last couple of years, and I submit that you know I, I've put content up and seen it appear in search rankings like hours later, right? More recently, excellent. Um, I mean, you got to have a, a the site you're working on. I, I'm not going to say this is my rep because it's not. It was my client's rep that makes this happen. But nevertheless, it does happen.
2: Oh, correct. I'm thinking more like, and I adjust my titles, descriptions, change the content a little, submit it again, find out what that did to the rankings. Okay, now go back in, make some title, you know, title description back then, meta keyword. Um, see how that – anyway, um, I'm just going back to the good old days of the Wild West.
1: Um, so, but the good old days of today means – if you use Twitter properly and you get enough heat, enough um, uh, engagement around any individual tweet, the URL in that tweet, even if it's a shortened one, might actually give you some benefit.:
2: Yeah, well, you've got to think if you can get a really popular tweet to um, you know one of your blog posts or, or some of your more compelling copy um, you know, that tweet will rank. It may be for short term, but if you keep putting out good copy, I mean, it's just another case for copy.
1: Yeah, and again, you got to remember, our job is SEOs. Um, It used to be that we were measured about where, you know, our client sites would rank based on keywords. And to some degree, that's still important. But what's really important is driving converting traffic to our clients' websites. So you can phrase a, a really well phrased tweet That tweet might come up in a keyword search and the link that you provide will bring the user to your client's page. You're getting more traffic. You're driving more traffic. In fact, um, according to uh, this article I'm looking at in Search Engine Land written by uh, Martin Beck, um, social media reporter for Third Door Media, Google's been... me. we did you know what we did cover this we did cover this story earlier in 2004 because Google was doing an experiment it made a change last year allowing Twitter traffic into the feed Tenfold increase in traffic for certain pages yeah now it's ringing a bell so um so it looks like you know Google is turning to to, to <laughs> Google's gonna go back to that fire hose again uh, you can imagine what Google's going to do to the fire hose. I'm not gonna say it <laughs> what, what's going to be
2: interesting, and I think important for all of our listeners to know when you're doing Twitter marketing in this context, this is my guess. Of course, I haven't seen it live yet, um, but my guess is going to be yes, just creating a Twitter account and firing out your crap and, and keyword stuffing it is not what's going to work, right? Obviously, they're going to be looking at things like um, what is your, your user engagement? What is, you know, how many followers do you have? What is your profile, um, you know, in, in the Twitter community? Um, and giving credit there. So once again, we're finding that the deployment of content or or even social for social sake comes down to it's not a uh, one way. I need to funnel this out. It's about making sure you are an authority of authorities so that when the the people who actually would be followed or or people that Google would use to draw in as influencers, those people need to be the ones um, that are sharing your
1: copy. Just so, dead on. Okay, we uh, we just got a three minute warning, um, so I got one more thing I want to cover, and this is, this is this would be a great one. Um, I, Dave, I don't think this is good for you or I, but um, if I had a chance, I would I would dive at this opportunity. Search Engine Land is looking for an associate features editor. Applications are being accepted for a full time position on. Uh, the search engine land editorial team. You have to have US work rights or privileges. So, you know, you either have to be a US citizen or you have to be naturalized or you got to have your green card. Um, but if you do, and if you have a search marketing or a digital marketing background, a little bit of experience in journalism, strong communication skills, this could be one of the most exciting opportunities. For a uh, for, for, for somebody who's interested in the news of the industry.
2: Oh, indeed, it would be a it'd be a great opportunity, and something worth noting. They're looking for somebody to work from home, right? You get to yeah. telecommute. So,
1: yeah. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. People don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Other people, don't. I keep forgetting. It's been like got to be ten years now since I worked in an office. Wow. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's a telecommute job. Um, and I don't know. I mean, if I was uh, 10 years younger and uh, had the right to work in the United States full time, um, I would be camping outside of Third, Door's, uh, Third Door Media's office with donuts and coffees every morning. <laughs> and whatever Matt McGee likes. I'd find out specifically what Matt McGee likes and I'd have an extra box of those set aside. <laughs> I don't mind buying people. <laughs> uh, 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 you know what? This is one where you put your own, you know, self pride aside, and you do anything you can because it's an opportunity. I don't know what it's, uh, third door is. Just uh, it's 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 a good it's a classy organization. It's a good organization. Yes. They've uh, they've always been fair to the industry and fair to people around. Uh, fair at their conferences, and um, it's the host that Danny built again. You know, yeah, no, it's a good property and good company. Um, so there you go, friends. Uh, that that uh, job posting was in the January 30th, um, so Saturday's uh, 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 edition of Search Engine Land. If you're at all interested, I envy whoever gets this job.
2: No, right. We can pull them on the radio.
1: Well, no, because once they get the job, they can't say nothing anymore. That's ah, the problem. That's much- once, once you're on the inside, you can't talk to the outside, right? Right bummer okay we've hit it we're, we're, we're full time we've come up at the top of the hour um, that was a fun show that was we've never introduced a new product before no that's awesome <laughs> it, is, it was <laughs> Okay, friends on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing that's Dave at uh, BeanstalkInternetMarketing.com or Dave at Beanstalk
0: does Beanstalk.com
2: work? Uh, beanstalk.im works Beanstock.im.com works but beanstalk.com was already taken by some New York company. Buggers. That's yes, damn New Yorkers Anyway,
1: Dave at beanstalkim.com uh, This is Jim Hedger at Digital Always Media Jim at digitalalwaysmedia.com You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 5th of February 2015. Stick around Webmaster Radio has amazing content coming up after the news